Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast, dude, episode 71. My name is Aaron Dowd, and this week I'm joined by Sean West community member Martine Ellis. She's going to join me to share her podcasting journey and some uh, some detailed checklists that she's put together, or just one, I guess, really, to help streamline her podcast workflow. And this is this is really fantastic. I got a sneak peek of this checklist, a beautiful PDF that she made. She's going to make available to everyone uh, on the the website, which is thepodcastdude.com slash 71. But we're also going to talk about niching down and whether or not there's such a thing as going too specific with your podcast. And just I'm just really excited to talk to you, Martine, about uh, niching down and also streamlining a podcast workflow and how you did that to, to kind of make the whole process easier and faster. Because I know a lot of people struggle with how long it takes to make podcast episodes. And I've talked about it in before in the show, but you've got some good thoughts on it. So welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me today. It's really lovely to be here. I'm a little bit starstruck, actually, if I'm being honest, because I've listened to every single show on the Sean West Network for like ever. So this is great. I'm so, so wow, chuffed to be on. live. First time. I know. I'm really excited. So thank you for having me. <laughs> well, all right. Well, thank you for being here. Let's get into the intro music. How's the uh, how's the weather over there? Where are you at again? I'm in Guernsey. Um, so that's just a little bit off the UK and a little bit above France. <laughs> that's so amazing. All right. Welcome to the podcast, dude. Episode 71. Okay, so episode 71. My name is Aaron Dowd. Thanks for joining me today, uh, listener, and also you, Martine. Uh, if you've if this is your first time listening to this show, welcome. Like I said, my name is Aaron, and I'm here to help you make an awesome podcast. That's what this show is about. Talk about everything related to podcasting and just try to help people make great shows and tell their stories. I, I love it. I'm passionate about it. So I, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to, according to myself last week, I'm supposed to share a random fact about myself at the beginning of every episode, just so people feel like they get to know me a little bit better. And I didn't prepare anything today. So, Martine, do you have a question for me? Anything you're, you'd like to know? Do you have any random skills that people at parties really enjoy to watch? <laughs> <laughs> random skills? Um... Can you juggle or... It's something like that. I, I I barely learned how to juggle three balls or three oranges. I can do that okay. Now, I, I'm actually pretty chill at most parties. I just like talking to people if I know them. Uh, my only skills are, as far as I know, related to audio and playing drums. Uh, I'm actually, you know, a lot of people probably don't know this, but I, I'm actually a pretty good auto mechanic. My, uh, my dad taught me. That's a real skill. That's definitely useful to have. I've got a random fact about me, if you'd like one. Yes, go ahead. I'm a qualified football referee. What, really? Yeah. Weird, huh? That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, so tell uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. How did you how did you get into podcasting, and why did you decide decide to start a podcast? And then how how did that first podcast go? Because you. You actually started a podcast and then shut it down. I'll let you tell that story. Okay, yeah. No, I'd love to. Um, how I got into podcasting, one word, knitting. 
Knitting. That was unexpected, wasn't it? You didn't expect me to say yes. knitting. Um, I'm, th- I'm shocked. <laughs> shocked and stunned. Um, I, for, for quite some time, I wrote a blog about handmade crafts with a bit of an emphasis on knitting because um, it's my favourite craft. And I became aware that there were lots of knitting podcasts out there because I listened to a lot of I them. Was, you told me this uh, in advance on our call earlier, and this was shocking to me, knitting podcasts. There is a massive, massive knitting podcast community because when you're knitting, you can listen to something at the same time. And what what better thing to listen to than a podcast? Oh, yeah. So I listened to a lot of shows and what I found was there wasn't a knitting podcast that that dealt with knitting and other crafts because I'm not just Mm -hmm. all about the knitting. I do have to point out that I'm not a 70-year-old granny at this point. I'm a 30-something-year-old Guernsey girl. Um, but yeah, so I, I wanted to create a podcast that combined knitting with other crafts. And uh, I guess my unique selling point for the show was is where I live, Guernsey. People want to know about Guernsey as well. Uh, yeah, I was I was uh, I did not know where this was. I had to look it up, Guernsey. So yeah, it's a small island, right? Yes. Uh, oh, you were saying the people on your show. I think I zoned out there for a second. I'm sorry. Oh, don't worry. I'm not offended at all. Um, so the people who listen to my show, uh, which was called the I Make yes. Podcast, they were really interested in Guernsey. I think um, someone in the community just before mentioned the Guernsey Potato Peel, the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. Loads of people who have uh, <laughs> have read that book are interested in knitting and in Guernsey. So, so you started. So you started a podcast called I Make. Yes. To be all about the crafts and 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 that that does seem incredibly niche to me, but I think it highlights something that there are there are tons of people out there that are that share your passion regardless of what it is, and you can definitely grow an audience. So how did that? So how did that show go for you? It went really well. Um, I did just over eighty episodes over the course of a, mm-hmm. a couple of years and it was great fun and I really really enjoyed it I did find that it was a heck of a lot of work um, yeah. as you you know I, I'm not you know mm. hugely techie so all the editing and stuff did take me quite a while um, yeah. but it, it was really successful the people I met off the back of podcasting were just fab um, and yeah. I'm sure you find that in your sort of podcasting area that you yeah, meet some cool I've, people too. I've met some really incredible people just unbelievably awesome. It's so inspiring. You know, you know who you are. <laughs> it is really inspiring. Um, so yeah, it was great. It was successful, um, but very niche, as you say. So, so you, but you stopped after eighty episodes. Why? I did. Um, I was going in a different direction because the, the podcast was part of a small creative business that I ran. Um, mm-hmm. So I designed, I designed knitting patterns, and I had a few other sort of income streams off the back of that. But I decided mm-hmm. to take things in a slightly different direction, and I, and I had to make a decision based on the amount of time I put into creating the podcast. Um, you know, in relation to the return I, I got off the back of it. Do you know what I mean? So I decided yeah. to sort of quit while I was ahead. Always leave your audience wanting more, I think. Uh, that's a good that's a good advice, definitely. <laughs> and then I found I really missed it because I mm. love podcasting. Did you do interviews or was it mostly stuff that you wrote yourself or some kind of mix? 
It was a mix, really. Um, mm-hmm. I tried to get a 30-minute show out every every two weeks, and mm-hmm. I combined some interviews with some general chat about crafts and recommending websites and reading recommendations, and occasionally I had guest hosts on as well. Uh, a friend of mine, Charles, um, was a very popular guest host. So, yeah, we did a bit of that too. Awesome. Awesome. So so you missed it, and so you, I'm guessing you decided to start another one. <laughs> I did, yeah. This seems to happen I, a, a lot, lot of, for podcasters, actually. <laughs> it's a pretty common it thing. It really does. It really does. A lot of my um, previous listeners were very sweet and sent me emails and things saying, oh, you're going to start another show. And every time I kept going back to them and saying, if I could find a way to refine my workflow and make it take a bit less time to produce a show, mm. yes, absolutely, I'd do another show. Mm. So I kept saying that. And I meant it. <laughs> right. So so you did. Yeah. I, I, I looked at the process and sort of streamlined things significantly. And I changed the format and the emphasis of the show. And I'm back podcasting 20 episodes in. Well, congratulations. And what's the name of that show? My new show is called Creative Me. That's right. So me... Me as in me, because it's me, um, but also M-E for my initials, Martine Ellis. <laughs> so good. Okay, <laughs> so so <I> so <laughs> it's great. So that I want to. There's a takeaway there that I really want to highlight. If if you find yourself, if you want to make a, I I get asked so often. People email me and say, "Hey, I want to start a podcast, but I'm not sure if this is a good idea. Like, can I get an audience talking about this thing, or is it okay if I cover these different topics?" I've I always say that it's really important to think about the outcome that you want when you start a show and think about what the kind of people you want to reach and the, the, the kind of community you want to build and choosing a very specific niche topic can really help with that. But at the same time, I also think that you should just start like there's so much to do when it comes to podcasting. You, you'll have so much to learn that just getting started and letting things evolve. And yeah, like maybe you'll get to a point where you say, you know what, this, this show doesn't align with my long term goals anymore. And I want to and I want to talk about something else. And it doesn't make sense to switch from, you know, a show about knitting to a show about race car driving or something, you know, it's like the audiences there don't overlap. So you, you have to be okay with saying, all right, this was this for a while. This was my project. This is my podcast. But it's time for me to shut this down and start this new thing. And it, it's hard. But, you know, I, I think um, you're your two podcasts were related enough that you got some overlap on listeners, right? Yeah, absolutely. That was a a big thing for me, actually. It was really scary. And, uh, you know, saying I'm going to finish iMake, I'm going to stop because I did have a really sort of um, engaged audience and I knew they'd be really upset, but equally I knew it was the right thing to do. So I think not, I think it's a great takeaway that you highlight there, not being scared to stop and move on and refocus and go into something else is definitely a good idea but equally you know when I started the show I just went you know what I want to start a podcast I wonder how I do that I'm just gonna do it so yeah no I totally agree with you good yeah good for you and good for you for diving in I spent way too long thinking about and planning and trying to make everything perfect when I should have just been doing and and putting stuff out there so no sorry you were gonna say I was just going to say the learning is incredible when you just dive in and do it. Yeah. Um, you know, I learned so, so much from just starting with a really kind of 
sort of a 20 pound USB microphone mm-hmm. and you know I've never I'd never touched garage band in my life and you know it was huge learning yeah yeah all right so let's let's go over this this PDF that you made the podcast workflow checklist let's go over, I'd like to go over this in, in detail um I, I will say sure. that I've I've done something I haven't made this pretty PDF that you can download but I did talk about my personal prod podcasting process on episode yes. 24 of the podcast dude which is at the podcastdude.com slash 24 so in the in that episode I outlined from start to finish uh, I went into a lot of detail um, it's not it's not gonna be totally applicable for everyone but you'll get a lot out of it but I actually really like your your PDF because it's like there's let me see there's nine sections and it's just like check boxes of all the different things so let me um let me let me give the listener an overview of the entire process, and then we'll we'll dive in, and I'll let you explain the start to finish. So nine steps. Step number one is outline. Step number two is recording and editing. Step number three is show notes. Number four is images. Number five is podcast hosting, so that's uploading the files and all that. Number six is getting everything into WordPress. Number seven is sh- social sharing, so putting everything on on your social media. Number eight is lead magnet, which I I guess that's only a thing you do once. Is that right? Or yeah, is that actually, something, do you I've do put, that for every episode? I I should have put content upgrade actually for for that number eight. So what I'm trying to do is add a content upgrade for all of my episodes moving forward. Oh, that's interesting. Well, we'll let's get into that in a second. And then okay. number number nine is extra tasks, which just I guess is just kind of like just in case there's anything else you got to do in this episode. That's right. All right. So so let's go back and jump into number 1. So the outline. How do you how do you outline a show? How does that how does that all get started? So I work in Google Docs. Um mm-hmm. I'd much I, I like working in Google Docs because it feels uh, a little less cluttered than just drafting in the back of WordPress. So mm-hmm. I start in a Google Doc and I just do some bullet points, very yeah. simple bullet points covering the beginning, the middle and the end of the show. And then I expand from there. So pretty simple start really. Awesome. Yeah, and I do something very similar in mind uh, mind mapping and mind node. I I just start with all right, what's the point of this episode? What do I want to talk about? What's the takeaway? And then I just kind of dump everything that I can think of. And then I worry about organizing. And then that's the way my brain works. I, if I try to write an episode from start to finish, even a lot of times, even in bullet uh, bullet form, it just wouldn't go very well. So, all right. So, so now I you've think, got your, uh, go ahead. I, th- I think I probably learned that from one of your shows, actually. Always oh. start with the takeaway in mind. Um, so when outlining, I think that's a really, really good thing to do. Definitely. Okay, so then you get into recording and editing. That's right. Now, I'm not a techie. I need to point this out. I I hear Mm -hmm. a lot of podcasters, um, often male. I don't want to gender stereotype. No, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. uh, Often male male podcasters talking about gear. That's what you call it, wouldn't you? Gear, like microphones. You guys call it kit, right? Kit, yes, yes, Kit. Is that a British <laughs> you and, thing? I think you so. and Jay, you and Jay Britton. I had uh, a voiceover artist come on. He called it Kit, and I just couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kit, definitely. Um, so I'm not really that into Kit, although I, I must say I did treat myself to a um, Blue Yeti microphone Great uh, recently, and yeah, no, I love it. Just, but I love it because it's pretty, not because <laughs> it works well. <laughs> it's a good looking. But yeah, mic. so I it gather. Is. It is a beautiful. 
beautiful mic. Um, I gather all my bits and pieces and um, I record the show. I, I use very simple stuff. I record in GarageBand. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my Google Doc outline just on my iPad in front of me so I can I can read from that. Well, not read from it. I don't do it word for word. I just work, right. work off the outline. Yeah. Um, and I start recording. Excellent. So and you use a, you use a pop filter and some headphones? I do. Yes, absolutely. And I sort of edit on the fly, really. Um, You know, I'll kind of edit as I go and then do a final edit, listen through at the end, just listening to any kind of breaks in audio. But that's about as much as I do. My show's got a very relaxed feel to it. So I'm not worried about all the ums and ahs and things like that. Yeah. Well, and you're, you're pretty good at speaking, too. So Awesome. So you <laughs> listen. You. So you listen back, and you and you edit as needed, uh, and then you export it as an MP3 file out of GarageBand. Yeah, I do. And my shows are short, um, typically about fifteen minutes. So I do tend to try and have a little listen through the MP3 as well. Um, maybe not. You know, I listen to it on a different device or something like that. Maybe listen to it on my phone just to make sure it sounds okay. Yeah. And I'm curious, do you do do you do any kind of processing inside of GarageBand? Do you use any presets or any of the EQ or compressor or limiter plugins? No, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's interesting. This, and this is going to make you laugh, but my, my, my husband is actually a sound engineer. Yeah. But I, I need to do it myself, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. It, well, now I'm just curious. If I made a uh, if I made a screencast just showing you the basics, would you would you consider doing it, or is it more of a thing where you actually would prefer to keep it simple? Um, because I don't. I actually I'm actually going to say if I think if you record at a decent level and you don't have a bunch of clipping in your episode, uh, I'd have to say that I, I don't think it would be a huge difference. I, was, I don't think most people notice that big of a difference. But but I'm curious about if if you. If you could watch like a fifteen or a ten or fifteen minute video of me explaining just how to do some little basics, if that'd be something you'd be interested in doing. Are you validating a course idea on me? I think you are, aren't you? <laughs> I actually already made. I actually already made a podcasting with GarageBand course. <laughs> I know. Uh, I definitely would. And you know what? Ten fifteen minutes is about the length of my attention span as well. So, um, so yeah, <laughs> def- definitely. Yeah, no, I'd be up for that. I mean, I mean, I'm always. I want. Um, if I'm listening to a podcast and the sound quality is really rubbish, it does put me off. Um, yeah. I'm more interested in the ability of the host to speak clearly in an engaging yes. way. But, yes. but if it's really, really poor sound, then it will put me off. So to answer your question, yes, a 10, 10 minute, 15 minute video would definitely interest me. And I, I'm getting I've lately I've been obsessed with the idea of not doing any processing at all. Um, I did. And it's so easy. It's so easy for me because I like I can I don't even have to think about stuff anymore. Like I can mix voices I've never heard and know exactly what to do instantly because just because I've done it for years. But I like the idea of of trying to do a good job with the raw recording and then just shipping it as it is to because perfectionism and trying to get everything just right. You can spend two hours tweaking your voice and that's wasted time. It, it really is like in the end, it's not really going to matter that much. Yeah, I think there's a certain standard you want to achieve in order for your message to get a- across clearly. And, you yeah. know, the same would apply to writing a blog post, for example. You know, yeah, I would really yeah. check my spelling and grammar and things like that. But you've got yeah. to balance it, haven't you? You've <laughs> got to just get that balance right. Yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking about this. Um, I was going over a blog uh, a blogcast. Wow. A blog post with a, <laughs> with a friend the other day. 
and and I was putting in headlines and like doing bold text and breaking up paragraphs and all this stuff. And yeah, I mean, there is something nice about knowing how to format a blog post well and also having a structure to it and putting the takeaway first and the description of the value. You you know, it just people don't want to read a wall of text. I, I see that on Facebook a lot. <laughs> I don't know why, but <laughs> yes, you know, yeah, it's know. it's harder. It's it it makes it easier to read, and I think it makes the impact stronger if you if you know how to present it. Um, but at the same time, yeah, you don't want to be. You, you got to find that balance. You don't want to be one of those people that spends twelve hours on a six hundred word blog post or a, a twenty minute podcast. You're just not getting a good return. Definitely, yeah. I, I think po- audio and written work also have very similar. Um, you can compare them like that for sure. Yeah. Okay. So show notes. So how do you do your show notes? Well, I've just recently changed my approach to show notes Mm. and in part, I guess, um, inspired by your podcast and other podcasts on the network, because previously I would just put a bunch of links in, in Mm -hmm. the blog post associated with the particular episode. But now I pretty much do a transcript because I appreciate from an SEO point of view, that's going to be much more valuable. And also oh, yeah, I really big. appreciate, yeah, I appreciate the show notes from from your episodes that you put out. The fact that I can just, you know, have a have a look and look at a timestamp and find what I want. So the way I do that, I, I actually use dictation software. Um, really? So Which I put one? the audio, yeah, I use Dragon Dictate um, and I put mm. the audio through that. And obviously it doesn't pick up any punctuation or anything, but I'm quite a quick editor, so it saves me quite a bit of time. That's that's fantastic. Dragon Dictate. I think, yeah, what well, is that, $100, $200 app, uh, Mac app? Yes, it is an investment, um, but I do quite a bit of writing, so I kind of justified it by, <laughs> by saying I'm going to learn how to dictate articles that I write. Haven't got there yet. And yeah, I, I know um, Mac, uh, Mac Sparky, what is it, David Spark, Sparks, David Sparks, I think, from the the Mac Power Users podcast, one of my favorite podcasts. He raves about Dragon Dictate and dictation and writing and all that stuff. And I've I've been meaning to do it for a while. I need to get into that. I need to get like one of those little headsets so I can just pace around my bedroom and talk. Yeah, I, I'm. I think you need to invest some time in training Dragon how to recognize the way you speak and the way you write and that sort of thing. But I mm-hmm. think it's worth the time investment. Excellent. So, all right. So in the checklist here, which we're still on uh, number three show notes, you've got one sentence summary, format, subheadings, H1, all that, add hyperlinks, uh, copy show notes across to WordPress using Wordable. What is Wordable? I've not seen this. Uh, Wordable's, uh, it's a web-based app. And at the touch of a button, basically, you can take something from your Google Drive and send it straight to a draft post in um, WordPress. Oh, wow. Dang. Yeah, that's really yeah, it's awesome. cool. All right, it's I'm really gonna cool. I'm gonna include a link to that in the show notes for sure. <laughs> it it used to be called Postable. It's changed its name recently. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, cool. All right, well, let's move on to images. Images. So number four, images. You make some images for your podcast, creating images using Canva. I've heard of this. What is this? Canva's a really, really nice desktop publishing type um, web-based platform, which I love. I used to make everything in Photoshop. Um, I'm quite an advanced Photoshop user, really, but I now do everything in Canva because it's just so easy. I really recommend it. Canva.com, I think. Yeah, and they've got a really nice website. So I think this is, um, I wonder, uh, 
okay, we don't have time to go into that, but I, I wonder if I've, I've probably seen a lot of images created with Canva before, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's very flexible. You you know, you don't have to use the templates they've got in the system. You can pretty much make anything from scratch. But what I really like is all of, you know, all of your social media images are different sizes. For example, tall images work well on Pinterest, that sort of thing. Um, well, the, the correct dimensions are already automatically in Canva, so you don't have to check the sizes all the time. Wow, that's big. Yeah, really cool. It's a huge time saver. Um, and I've just upgraded recently because it's a free platform, but I've just upgraded to Canva for work, which is probably $10 a month, something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, it's got even more features, and I absolutely love it. It's a great platform particularly if you're not really very designy, you know, you don't necessarily have the creative skills. Yeah, absolutely. And now I'm wondering if I could make like a podcast artwork inside of here. Huh? Yeah, I'm sure you could. And I wonder, that would be really useful. So yeah, if, if, if you have been wanting to get in talking to the listener, if you've been wanting to get into doing a little bit more graphic design, but you don't have any skills and you don't like, it is really is a hard thing to master. So maybe check this out. C-A-N-V-A canva.com. To try this. All right, cool. So that's really awesome. So and it, it makes it makes all the different interests: Pinterest, Pinterest, uh, Facebook, Google, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram. That's just awesome. Yeah. So I do a, a sort of variation on each show image for each platform. Nice. Okay. So number five, podcast hosting. Looks like you use Libsyn. Yes, I've I've always used Libsyn um, for my previous show and, and this one uh, as well. I think they're very good at what they do. Um, I never had any problems with the with the service. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Libsyn girl, um, and so I get everything uploaded to Libsyn, inc- including the little thumbnail image, and mm-hmm. I copy the show notes across and tweak a few settings in there. It's usually fairly straightforward, and then that's the podcast uploaded to the host. Awesome. So, and and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dissuade people from checking out Libsyn, but I personally love and recommend Simplecast for hosting. Really great. So let's uh, let's go on to number six. So the WordPress. This is really the the sort of polishing of the blog post that's got the the episode in it. So I put the audio player. I use the, um, the Libsyn automatically generate some code for a nice looking audio player mm-hmm, so i just mm-hmm. dump that in the post um mm-hmm. i use a variety you, you're not a you're not a wordpress guy are you you're a squarespace user is that right well i i've built and used wordpress before for most there's a lot of people that come to me and say hey i don't know anything about making websites how do i get a website up and a lot of people will say wordpress um and yeah. i say squarespace because it's so much easier for people who either don't want to spend a bunch of time tweaking settings or don't have much experience with web design or development. I completely agree with you. I'm not against, yeah, I'm not against WordPress. No, I totally agree with you. I I went from WordPress to Squarespace to WordPress because I I found um, that I just didn't have, initially didn't have the skills to take care of my WordPress site. Squarespace was amazing for me. Um, But now I just felt I could go back to WordPress because my techie skills have increased a bit. Um, But I use a number of plugins just to, um, uh, I use Yoast for SEO just to make sure the readability and the SEO on my post is half decent. Uh, I use a a click to tweet to try and share the social love Um, and a few other bits and bobs as well. So I kind of go through the checklist on on my blog post as well. I run it through Grammarly for my spelling 
spelling, mm. punctuation, and grammar. Grammar is nice. Um, and then I, yeah, it is. Yeah, um, a couple of little things I like to do include alt tags on my images. Uh, oh, that's really important. Yeah, yeah. I will say I, I I always put alt tags on images whenever I can. Yeah, because you never know. Exactly. And then I publish, and it's time for the social sharing. Number seven, social sharing. Yeah, I'm a buffer girl. What do you use for your social sharing? I actually don't. Uh, I I have a buffer account, and I use it occasionally as well, especially when I'm just feeling like really social. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. Um, no, but if I if I have like if I for some reason just find ten different links that I want to like share on Twitter, uh, then I will I'll schedule them in buffer, and I'll just upload them there. And there's a nice uh, plugin, a Safari plugin I use that just uh, is. Anyways, this it's hard to explain, but yes, buffer. But most of the time, I just I tweet or share stuff whenever I feel like it. I don't I don't worry too much about about all that. <laughs> but yes, I do cool. use buffer, and it's it's a really nice a really nice app for scheduling out tweets. And does it do does it do other social media accounts too? Yeah, it does. Um, Pinterest now, which is really handy. Mm. Facebook, Google Plus, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter. And Instagram, it, it doesn't actually post directly to Instagram. It'll just kind of scared, you know, um, prompt you. You'll get like a notification on your phone to oh, okay, yeah. um, share on, on, on Instagram. But I find it really useful for Twitter more than anything. Oh, I love it for um, Twitter. Yeah, it's really handy because I do want to push my podcast episode out a few times. I don't want to just do it once and have to remember to do it again. Yeah, so yeah I'm, I, I'm bad at that. I do it sort of four or five times um, over the course of a week or so, and then I'll sort of revive it later on. And I try and change the message up in, in Twitter and use different hashtags and things like that, but I'm always attaching the Twitter image that I created earlier on in the in the list I like that. I need to. I need to get better about doing that five times, man. That's yeah. Cool. Um. Well, you know, <laughs> things move so quickly on Twitter. Yeah, they really do. I, I guess I. I just. I have too much of an ego. I think that everybody reads my tweets, which is probably a dumb <laughs> thing to think. <laughs> I read all your tweets. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. Okay, so <laughs> n- number eight, you have this as lead magnet, but earlier you said this is content upgrade. So what do you mean by that? Y- yeah, I, I don't know why I've put lead magnet. It should be content upgrade. So what, I, what I'm trying to do, um, like most people listening, um, I'm sure I'd love to build my email list. That's one of my things for this year that I'm aiming to do. So awesome. by having some sort of con- content upgrade in the show notes for my episode, it, mu- it might be something like, um, for example, the podcast checklist that we're going through now, it might be that because if I did an episode on how I... S- how I go about podcasting and I refer to the checklist, then I'll put a little button in the show notes so people can, in exchange for their email address, um, you know, get my checklist. So any, any way I can add a bit more value in exchange for an email, I'm going to do that. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I actually recently did something similar. I, you know, for the first, mm, I want to say the first eight months, my podcast was up. I had a welcome email, but I did not give people any reason to sign up for my email other than like, Hey, if you want to get uh, a weekly summary and a link to, uh, you know, all and all the stuff I share in my podcast episodes delivered to your inbox, then sign up. <laughs> but that's not great. Yeah, and eventually, <laughs> well, and event so eventually, I I put together a more valuable welcome email where I shared five of the best episodes and I said hi and said, hey, if you're struggle- struggling with anything related to podcasting, 
uh, hit reply and let me know because if someone hits reply on those emails, it comes to me. I think people, yes, yeah. I always say every single episode, it's like email me if you got questions or you want to talk. Like I'm, I'm just a, I'm just a dude who lives near Fort Worth, Texas. I'm open to talk to people about this stuff. Um, but recently, I put together what's called a lead magnet, so almost like a content upgrade of just a. I think it was either ten or eleven. I'm not sure if I got it to ten. Just like a ten step checklist to starting a podcast, things to know stuff to buy, things to do, and things like that, just to give to anybody in exchange for their email address. Because I've got, you know, it, it's, I've got courses coming soon, and I'd like to be able to share those with people who, you know, would be helped by them whenever they're released. And email is a great way to do that. So it sounds like you're doing something similar. Yeah, definitely. And I think from your point of view, doing a checklist relating to how you start a podcast is is targeting directly the right sort of person for your course. So I think yeah. that's probably a really good good lead magnet for you. Yeah. Well, and I got so I want to take a, a slight detour now. So what are you what are you doing with your uh, with your email list? What's your goal for that? Ah, great question. I want I want to grow it because I'm planning to put some online courses together in the future as well. I want to help bloggers uh, kind of up their game with their existing blogs. So doing things on the visual side of things. Um, mm. As you can tell, I'm a, I'm a systems girl. I love systems. Yeah. So getting checklists together, streamlining your process to, you know, your approach to getting a blog post live, that sort of thing. So um, also I do a bit of writing on the side as well. So there, you know, it all kind of crosses over. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Just... Working on the list. Awesome. Awesome. So that's the that's the that's the ten step checklist. So let me go over that one more time. I have so many windows open right now; it's crazy. Okay. So, so uh, well, it's not ten steps. I lied. It's it's eight. Oh, and then we didn't. T- oh my gosh, I'm terrible at this. Number nine was extra tasks, and so that's just blank. So you can drop in. Uh, do you have an example of things that occasionally happen that you have to do? Is that like? Yeah, it might be that. It might be that I have to give, I want to give someone a shout out on the show. Mm. You know, perhaps I've run a, uh, I don't know, some sort of giveaway and I want to announce the winner or, I, you know, anything that's just n- not routine that I need to make sure I include. I like that. I like that. And so I'm also curious, do you make a copy of this PDF every single week? Oh, good question. No, I don't actually. I, I use Trello. Have you come across Trello before? Oh, yeah. I love Trello. So Trello is like a it's a visual project management platform. And what I do is I actually have this checklist in a Trello card. So I just copy that every time. So I do it all digitally. Um, the reason I made this into a pretty PDF is just to share it with people. I love that. That's really fantastic. Okay. So, so outline again, overview of everything, recap. Number one, outline. Number two, record and edit. Number three, write up the show notes. Number four, create some images. Number five, upload everything to podcast hosting. Number six, create the WordPress post and drop the player in, all those kind of things. Number seven, social sharing. So set up a bunch of uh, posts on Buffer to go out later in the week. And then number eight, lead magnet or content upgrade. Try to get some more more emails and then just rinse and repeat. So how how long do you think you spend on this every week? Good question. Um, I say I'm working on a 15 minute show. I would mm-hmm. say it takes me 30 minutes to record. 
that's probably including editing. I've got it. I've got it down to a fine art now. But yeah. I reckon after that, it's a good couple of hours on show notes, social sharing, editing the text, that sort of thing. So you're looking at a, a morning's work, I would say. Yeah, probably you know, three or short, four a short morning's hours. work. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, so you do it all at once instead of breaking it up throughout the week or something? No, I do it all at once. That's that's probably best. I should do that more often. I need to, man, I really need to create something like this. <laughs> You're very welcome to use what, what I've given you and tweak it to make it your own. I think I, I think I will, or I'll, I'll just do something similar because people, okay, yeah. so people probably think that because I've done how many episodes now? 71 episodes consistently every week with the exception of sabbatical weeks, which is the thing my company does, take every seventh week off. People think that I'm really consistent. And the truth is, is that I have got an episode out every single week, but I am not consistent. Like I am terrible at this. And there have been many times, especially in the beginning where I was working, like I would spend all day Sunday or I would just work until the last minute and get stuff out. And that's, so I just want to encourage people like this stuff does take time. And depending on how long your episode is, you might spend more time on it. Um, And I'm not even doing things like I don't do a ton of social sharing and I really got to work on that. Uh, (laughs) Man, you're doing so much and you're, you're knocking it out quickly. So I think this will be inspiring and, uh, and I'll need to get a, a system together. And we do have something like that. Now my company has been using Asana recently, which is similar to Trello and that it's just a kind of like a, you can create this system, this checklist of stuff to do related to the podcast and then duplicate it every week. So you can just, check stuff off so you don't have to think about it as much. And that really helps. And you can also set due dates. So it's like, if you know that you want the show to go out by Monday, you want to have everything done by Friday afternoon. Uh, so you're not doing stuff last minute. So, but I'm a very, naturally, I'm a very disorganized person uh, and a very scatterbrained person. So having having good friends to hold you accountable and keep you moving forward and systems and checklists like this can be a huge, huge help to help you get stuff out regularly. And consistently, like you say. I mean, I think yeah. actually this might surprise you, but I think I'm quite a disorganized person as well. Um, but I, I, And I need checklists in order to get done what I need to do, if that makes sense. No, it totally does. Uh, I'm curious. Do you happen to know, know your Myers-Briggs type? No, I don't. I, I know what you're talking about when you say Myers-Briggs, but I've never done the test. But it will be the one that, that likes to have checklists. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of them. I'm assuming um, this one. <laughs> my, my, my type is, for the listener, here's my random fact for the day. I found it. Uh, my, my Myers-Briggs type is ENFP, which is a very, a very warm, people-focused person. So I enjoy talking to people and, uh, and dreaming big and thinking about big ideas. Uh, and I am terrible with details. And I am terrible with systems and processes. So in an effect to um, shore up my weaknesses or improve myself, I have tried to focus on getting better on things that I'm not good at. So, um, yeah, <laughs> but you should definitely go to I, I encourage everyone to go do the, the, the Myers-Briggs test. It, you can learn a lot of really interesting stuff about yourself. I'll do that. Thank you. Awesome. So. I, I, man, I think that's it. Where can uh, where can people go to find you online and, and check out your show? Thanks for asking. Um, they can find me online at martinellis.com. And on my website, there's a there's a um, page for the podcast so they can find out more there. But it's on all the usual podcast directories like iTunes and all those sorts of places too. So it'd be great if people had a listen. 
Excellent. Excellent. And I'm at thepodcastdude.com and on Twitter at thepodcastdude, Instagram, Aaron Dowd. And f- feel free to follow me, ask me questions, hit me up, let me know what you're working on. Let's see. Uh, I, sh- I can, I, okay, I can actually ask you because you're in the community. How's your, how's your experience with the community been so far? Fantastic. I really love the new upgrade with um, all the new bits and bobs. Recently, I started a um, conversation, I believe is the right term, um, for a a 6am wake up club for anyone on GMT. So we do like a feet on floor, 6am, we're awake type conversation and that's going really well. But my experience of the community has been incredibly positive. Um, I love how you go in and ask a question and you really, you need some help and just that right person just seems to be there at the right time to give you a prod. And um, I, I heard Corey describe it on the Fired Up Mondays as a no BS approach. I think it's <laughs> And I, and, I, and I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, I've met some great people already. So um, I just wish I could have come to the conference. I'm so jealous. Oh, my gosh. The con- the conference was incredible. I was following you all on social media, just going, oh, I want to be there. I'm so far away. Oh, my gosh. I met so many amazing people and just like so many good conversations. And I didn't record as much audio as I thought I was going to. But I was like, I, I don't even care. I don't even care. This is too good. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. So for those of, and I just realized I didn't, ex, I just asked you about the community. I didn't explain this. So this is, this is the Sean West community. You can find this at seanwest.com. Just a, just a, a group of amazing people that get together and we've got a live chat system where we hang out and talk and start conversations. And it's this chat app that one of our developer, uh, Justin Michael, who's amazing, shout out. He, he, he made this chat app that's like, it, it, when it started, it was just a chat and a way to stream podcast episodes live like I'm doing right now. Um, but it's evolved into this like hybrid of live chat and uh, forum system. And it's it's just, I've never seen anything like this on the internet. And a lot of people go like, well, why don't you just use like Facebook or Slack or something? It's it's just not like that. And it's and it, in all the best ways. So it's really cool. SeanWest.com, sign up, get access to all of this. Uh, and there's lots of other great shows there too. It's just a, it's just a good website. It's just, man, I'm, I just, can I just say that I feel really, really, really fortunate to be a part of this group and especially part of this company. I just like, it's been, it's been one of the best things that's happened to me. <laughs> you can definitely say that. And I can see why you'd say that too. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, let's see. I don't, I don't know if we have any questions. Maybe we can chat in the after show. Do you have a, if you have any questions for me, then, uh, then you can ask them, but I'm going to play this outro music real quick. So we got about 20 seconds. <laughs> well, thank you for having me, is what I'd like to say. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks for coming on and sharing. And I, uh, I hope lots of people go to thepodcastdo.com slash 71 and download this, uh, this PDF guide that you made. All right, to the after show. question for you actually for me yeah cool
Okay, so so I yeah, I actually have a question for you. What um what are you struggling with with podcasting right now or what's what's um what would you like to improve or get better at? What are your goals for it? Good question. I maybe maybe I need a little bit of help with the editing side of things, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, like please, like how please so? help me. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to sell me a course I know it do, do you know what would be really <laughs> valuable <laughs> what would be really valuable hang is on let if, me open up my just, notes application here we go <laughs> to okay. get some feedback on my sound quality actually oh okay well I will I will do that yeah. for you just as a favor I'd love that yeah thank you I appreciate feedback that. on your cool. sound so you, so you said help with editing what do you what do you mean by that well, I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> I guess the feedback comes first. And then, oh, okay. um, yeah, I, you know, I've been doing this for years without a great deal of technical experience. And I get feedback from my listeners. They say they're quite happy with the sound and things like that. But I guess more a more professional person's feedback, someone who knows what they're doing, like your good self. Sure thing. Yeah. So I, I think I was just confused because I... I, I separate in my mind. Wow, this is such a nerdy thing to do. Uh, I separate the <laughs> editing from the from the audio, the mixing and mastering. So when I, when I think of editing, I think of like chopping out words and deciding what to take out and what to leave in. And this, sir, is because you know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was actually just listening to the Systematic podcast this morning with um one of the ladies that does the she podcasts podcast. I think that's what it's called. Oh yes. And she yes. was, it was a great episode and, um, I'll, I'll drop a link to that in the chat and in, in the show notes, but she was, this lady was talking about how they try not to talk too much about the gear side of things, but then they got into a whole discussion about how some people will like hear like someone say like mixing and mastering and they'll go, what does that mean? And they go try to figure it out. And then some people will go like, oh, I don't know what that means. So somebody else, please take care of that for me. So it, it was just really, <laughs> really interesting. Uh, and then, yeah, one of the hard things is that as someone who's been so passionate and in love with audio, I mean, I was I was passionate about audio stuff in general for two or three years before I got into podcasting. And then I've been I've been just in love with podcasting for uh, four years now. So I have something like five or six years of experience in all this. And I forget how much that I know. Like I, I forget mm. what it's like to be back at the beginning and like trying to figure out that well and, and on top of that I used to be a, a web designer and developer too I was never super amazing but I learned a lot of stuff about making websites and graphics and stuff so it's it's hard for me to get myself in the shoes of people who are wanting to start podcasts but still don't know so much and really what I want to be able to do is to explain simply to them and to really help them get from point A, which is I know next to nothing about any of this to point B where I feel good about doing this and I and I'm comfortable doing it and I can make something that's good. So that's that's what I try to I, do. So yeah. I think that's the skill of teaching though, isn't it? Um that you take something complicated and you break it down in such a way that a complete newbie could could follow what you're saying and, and that's definitely the the teaching skill. And it's great when someone learns and it's because of you. Yeah, it's so it's so rewarding and and that's really what I aspire to is to is to be able to be such a good teacher that anybody can learn and still get something valuable out of it regardless of where they are. Hmm. 
And that's the, the beauty of the internet and online teaching. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. I love it. All right, well, is there anything else that you would like to talk about before we head out? I think that's pretty much me done. I've had such a nice time. Thank you so much for um, inviting me on the show. It's really cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. And um, once again, where can people go to find you? What's the website? MartineEllis.com is where you can find me. And all my social links are on there. And uh, you can find the podcast via MartineEllis.com as well. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So coming up next week, I'm going to do the thing where I explain what I'm talking about next week. Coming up next week is, where is this? Do I not have a show there? No, holy crap, it's November 21st already. Next week is a sabbatical. But wow, Darren, just cut all that out. Coming up next week, I'm actually going to have Sean Blanc on the show to talk about content strategy and deep focus. So that's really exciting. Sean's awesome. Are you familiar with Sean's work? Yeah, I've got across his name. Um, yeah, uh, you said deep work, yes? Mm. Well, we're, we're talking about deep work. So Sean Blanc did a, did a, a fantastic online course about uh, focus called the Focus Course. Yes, so that he's gonna, familiar. Yeah, he's going to explain how he became a full-time writer, uh, why con- content strategy is so important for podcasters, uh, and how deep focus can help you 10x your life and take things to the next level. Brilliant. That sounds really good. I love it. All right. Well, Martine, thank you again so much. Best of luck in your, your podcasting journey. And I will see you in the community. Thanks, Aaron. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Hope that was uh, enjoyable and educational for you. I'm going to go because, holy crap, we got a team call here pretty soon. Thanks for joining me. Really appreciate you. Have an excellent rest of the day.